Whenever someone brings up the topic of pets, if my mom is present, she would never fail to bring up my dark past about being a pet owner. She likes to call me, quote unquote, animal killer, which hurts me to my core, but I can't deny the fact that I've had some pretty bad luck with my animals in the past. So today, we will revisit and open up the Pandora box and unveil the tragic history of my pet ownership, which is going to be heartwarming and sad, kind of like a uh, sweet and sour vibe. So bring your nuggets because this is going to take a while. So there were several pets I've had in my past, They were mostly small animals because um, I had very strict Asian parents and they don't believe in raising larger animals since we were kind of like their pet. So they always talk about how am I going to feed another animal if I have to feed you guys and you guys already give me headaches. So blah, 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 blah. I get it. Allow me to do this chronologically so help me remember since... I think the first pet I've ever owned was when I was less or maybe around 10 years old. So the earliest memory I had about raising a pet was when I was still in China, actually. Um, I think this was before grade school and I was living with my maternal grandmother and she lived in a city called Hunan, which is south central China region. I'm not expecting you to know because I didn't even know and I had to Google map to find out where exactly it was. I just knew that we resided in the south, but I didn't know where. But if you are a Chinese food enthusiast, you've probably heard of like Hunan cuisine or like Sichuan cuisine. It's kind of like in that area. As far as Hunan cuisine, I don't know where Sichuan is which I should be ashamed since I'm Chinese. (laughs) However, I digress. Going back to my pet history, right? I was living in Hunan with my grandmother and I had to leave her house when I moved down to another city, another province called Guangzhou to study for school. But when I was living at her house, she bought me these two, I believe they're called Brazilian Brazilian red-eared slider turtles. It's a marking on the side of their neck. I'm pretty sure if you've ever seen a turtle, you'll recognize this breed. But she had two turtles. She gave me two turtles as playmates. I don't even know what the occasion was. But she gave me two turtles and I was playing with them when I was spending time at her house. And when I moved down to Guangzhou to start grade school apparently since no one's watching them anymore when I was around I was always watching the turtles and play with them because they were not under supervision apparently they crawled out of the bowl that they were kept and they got lost and were never found so that's what happened to my very 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 first pet slash pets right moving on 
now I am in early grade school, right? That was when I had another Brazilian red ear turtle. What had happened was, since I was the only child, my parents divorced when I was very young. I was only living with my dad, so it's only natural for me to crave companionship. I wanted, you know, siblings, but I can't really have them, so I turned to pets instead. And turtles were super easy to care for. And they're literally twenty bucks, twenty yen, and that was very, very cheap at the moment. So I convinced my dad to get me a Brazilian red ear turtle, and that was my best friend for the longest time. And as time goes by, I noticed that on the shell of my turtle, it was beginning to grow some moss, which is a natural thing, except I didn't know back then. And I thought, oh, you know, moss, kind of equated to dirtiness. But I didn't want my best friend to be dirty, right? Of course, what kind of owner is that? So I grabbed my little toothbrush and I brushed all the moss off. So I basically cleaned his shell. I brushed off all the ben- beneficial things that he had on his shell. And what do you do when you wash something? Well, you leave it to dry. At least that's what. My little brain was thinking, and where do I usually hang my clothes to dry? Oh, by the window. So what did I do? I brought my turtle to the window, and I left them there to air dry. The next morning, I woke up, and I walk over to my window to check if my turtle was done air drying. My turtle was gone. I looked everywhere within our little condo, and he was nowhere to be found. So the only other possibility of where my turtle had gone was straight out the window, down to the lawn that we had. It's graphic. It's brutal. Don't. I hope your mind didn't even wander there, and I'm just putting a stop sign right there. My turtle had. Left through the window into another dimension, and that was a lesson to be learned. At the expense of my poor, poor turtle. Then I got a little older. Hopefully, matured a little bit more. I think it was around third grade or fourth grade. It was during summer break, and I usually spend my break at my paternal grandma's place. Called Guangxi, which is a、uh, province west of Guangzhou, and that place had beautiful sceneries. It had beautiful lakes and mountains, and it was a fantastic place to spend the summer break. So while I was staying there, I basically did everything with my grandma, and she would always go exercise, and then go to the market, get food, and then she'll go play mahjong and all the things that an old lady would do. And when I went to the market with her,、um, I saw there were a lot of livestock there, and I saw a rabbit at the entrance of the market. It was a white rabbit with red eyes, and it cost it once again twenty dollars. And the rabbit just triggered something in me. I guess it was the memory of having a turtle as a companion. I wanted a pet again, so. 
I basically just stay there when my grandma went to buy grocery, and I stay there when she was done. And she's like, "You really want this rabbit, don't you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I I really do. Can I please, 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 please have it?" And after, you know, begging for some time, she finally gave in and bought that white rabbit for me. So I was ecstatic because I've never had a rabbit before. A rabbit is just so much different than a turtle. It doesn't really have a hard shell. It has a lot of fur. It's a little bit furry. It's very cuddly. It's a lot faster, so it requires more energy for me to keep up, and I just feel more energized being around a rabbit. It's like exploring something you've never done before. Of course, it brings me great joy. I would walk my rabbit every afternoon. <laughs> In the grassy area behind our condo, and I just spend a lot of time hanging out with my rabbit and really bonding with he or she. But summer break was ending soon, and what do you miss the most when your break is over? Well, first of all, playtime, and also for me were. The friends that I made while staying at my grandma's place. So one night we had promised to all hang out together by the river, so I went. And when I came home, I had this urge to go to the bathroom, right? So I opened the bathroom door, and there was my grandma sitting on a little stool with my rabbit in the red bucket of hot water, and she's just holding her by the ears. And I was so terrified walking into this scene, because at the moment my brain had to process everything within the second that I saw it. My brain just went into overdrive. I was horrified. I was also very, 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 very shocked, and I was really upset. I didn't understand why it was necessary for her to do that. And I saw my rabbit as a pet, but my grandma said, since summer break was over, no one would take care of it because I'm leaving. So they decided to be resourceful and turn it into a freaking meal. I just remember that I was so upset. I had a silent but sort of useless protest and didn't eat anything that day, just to. Just to mourn for my friend, right? How unbelievable is that? They cooked my rabbit, and that broke my trust. I trusted you with my pet, and now you're just gonna cook it because I'm gonna leave. It didn't really click in my brain. And around the same time, I believe it was the same time. I, as I mentioned, I was staying alone with my dad in the city where I went to school, and my dad is actually an athlete. So his current occupation was a coach and sometimes a judge, depending on, you know, what sort of competition he's going to. So we, I would accompany him to travel to different cities at times. During that period. He bought me a smaller Brazilian turtle that was the size of my tiny palm. Like it didn't grow; it just stayed that size. 
So I would travel with him during competition season, and I was usually left on my own when he's busy on the floor coaching or judging or he's out on meetings. And I would always keep my tiny turtle in my pocket or in like a small paper cup with some tissue stuffed inside. Like I was always, always holding it. We once got into a car accident. Um, My dad was turning, I think he was turning left and he got T-boned. And we got wrecked pretty bad to a point. All I remember was I was holding my turtle and then it was just a blur. And when they were towing the car away, I noticed that my turtle was gone. And I told him, Dad, my turtle's gone. And he crawled back into the car and tried to find it for me. And apparently my turtle was like stuck underneath the seat, but he was alive. He was fine. So I had him for a while and I really thought that I would have him for a long, long time. But one time, when we were traveling for competition season yet again, we had to leave our hotel room, and I think it was for a formal occasion, so I wasn't allowed to bring my turtle in my pocket or in my hand, and I had to leave it in a, um, like a milk tea paper cup, and I put some paper tissue in there for padding, and I left it there, and I went with my dad. When the event was over... And when we came back to our room, we realized that everything was cleaned. The janitors had threw it away, thinking it was trash. So that's how I lost my second turtle. Second turtle? Third turtle now. If you count the pair that I had in the very beginning as one, then this would be my third turtle. Let's not keep count. It will... It would just be way too much at the end of this podcast. Moving on, when I got a little bit older, I think this was probably when I was in third grade or fourth grade, maybe even a little bit older, like fifth grade. In Asia, we have field trips. I can't recall if it's once or twice a year, but it was known as the spring field trip. It's literally the only outdoor activity we look forward to all year. We get to travel as a class and then we get to ride a charter bus. And I remember I was so stoked every year because my dad would give me a hundred bucks and then I would literally bring an empty backpack to the supermarket and stuff it with snacks and sometimes like games just fun stuff that I could do with my friend on the bus and when we get there usually we would go to places like carnivals amusement parks special camps museum and that year we went to a farm and at that farm there are many petting zones where you can get close to an animal like rabbits, I think goats, alpacas, just many things that kids would love to touch. And at the end of the farm, they had this big wide bin that was filled with chicks. And they were selling $2.50 per chick. And of course, I got two because that would be $5 even and I don't need to keep any change. And at that time, since I was still in school, I was living in the city with just my dad. So I raised my chickens in a small cardboard box and fed them leftover rice that I had every night. 
I would put them in the box that I was raising them, and I would take them down the elevator and give them outdoor time on the lawn beneath the condo. And I would have to catch my chickens and put them back in the box and then go back upstairs. And this was the longest time I've spent with a pet. So long that they grew from tiny chicks to mature Popeye swole chickens. My dad was seeing a doctor for some kidney conditions that he was suffering. And my paternal grandparents traveled up here to take care of me. You already know where this is going when my grandparents are involved. I came home after school one day. And one advantage of having my grandparents over was that I had warm meals to come home to. And that night, we were having Kung Pao chicken. The chicken itself was sweeter than usual. I was really confused on where they got this high quality meat. Like, why did it taste different? Well, it tasted different because those were my damn chicken. They cooked my babies and turned it into Kung Pao chicken. Do you see a trend of why I have trust issues? Anyways, now that I'm done with shading my grandparents, let's shift the blame back to me. I don't remember exactly what grade I was when this happened anymore. It's just too painful to remember. I was constantly stuck in the cycle of wanting to raise a pet. I want a companion because I was alone and my dad was too busy. So when I was in grade school, I had to take metro bus to go to school and then ride the subway train to my dad's work, which was at an arena with a sports team. Now the differences between subway stations here and subway stations in China or Asia in general was that, should I say we, because I'm Asian from China. Anyways, we had a lot of stores down there. They would have clothing stores, food stands, stationery stores, and pet stores. And guess where I stopped at the most? McDonald's and pet stores. Because I had so many bad histories with turtles, and plus I had a tight budget to spend on food and transportation, I was weak and got a tiny frog as my new pet. Thankfully, the little guy had to be in water all the time, so I didn't get to mess with it a lot, and I felt confident about being a pet owner again. But then, I had to mess up. I had to mess up. Just one careless mistake. What happened was, I was changing his water one day, and I was too busy looking at him swimming in the water. I didn't notice that the faucet was turned to the red side. Red means hot, and I'll just leave it at that. Moving on to sixth grade, I'm still commuting to school the same way and passing the same pet store over and over again. But during that time, an anime was gaining traction in China as well as my age group. I don't really remember the name, but it was basically about a bunch of hamsters. And that pet store decided to ride the trend and put out a bunch of hamsters. I was already weak for animals to begin with, and that was the last push for me to get one myself. It was a fancy hamster, and it came in an incredibly small container. Present me would know that 
A hamster should not be kept in such a small space. But past me, didn't know. Wow, what a surprise. Looks like someone didn't do their research. So I happily took it home and was playing and staring at it nonstop until my dad had to take me to go to some sports banquet. And of course, it was no pets allowed. So I freaking left it in the car while we were at the banquet. Present Julie cannot even wrap her hollow brain around how past Julie didn't realize that it was a problem. Considering the hamster was confined in a small box thing with two breathing holes. When we came back out to the car, my hamster had passed away in a posture that was trying to get out. And I bawled my eyes out as my dad's co-worker came out of the restaurant. And I remember them saying they thought my dad had passed away for me to be crying like that. But I was just really, really, really sad and upset at myself for messing up yet again. My dad thought the best way to comfort me was to get not one, but two more dwarf hamsters to stop me crying about my previous one. Which, thank God nothing happened to them. If you exclude the part where I forgot to close the lid one night and they escaped to different areas in my room, we had to do a deep clean together to find them. But overall, nothing happened to them otherwise. I had to give them away eventually to my dad's co-worker because I was moving to the US by the end of that school term. So I hope they lived a better life with someone else. So I hop off the plane at LAX, then took another plane to Texas. And as I was transitioning to a new environment, I missed home dearly, which is natural, right? At the time, I didn't want to be here. I wanted to go back to China with my friends and everything I miss, the food, the boba, you name it, right? I spoke no English. I couldn't communicate with anyone other than my mom. I just wanted a piece of my life back. Plus, I didn't get to fully experience what having a hamster is like. So I used my grades and bargained for a hamster. And I got it. I named him um, Bobby. And Bobby was a little chunky and a little bit feisty. But even though Bobby bit me a lot and I could only kind of admire him from afar, I spent all of my allowances buying toys and fancy cage attachments for Bobby. Like I wanted Bobby to have the best hamster life ever. But the one thing about Texas that I was not yet familiar with was the heat. The heat was a killer. And it literally killed Bobby while I kept him in the clear open lid mason jar. It was open lid. Clarification, it was open lid, but it was just that hot when I was cleaning his cage outside on the back porch. That night when I passed by his cage, I just kind of glanced and I saw that he was oddly just stationary. And I tried to pet him, which to my surprise, he didn't even bother biting me. And that's when I knew something was really, really wrong. 
That night, he looked like as if his energy was just completely drained. And he just slowly lost more and more energy and he just lay there and passed away. I don't know why I didn't give up trying for another pet right there and then. Maybe I just really, really wanted to be a pet owner, which I still do, but I think differently now. But past me, bet on my luck again and got two more dwarf hamsters. They aged naturally and passed away after two-ish years. And that was when I completely stopped at trying to get another pet and just focus on academics in middle school. Now, does that mean that I lost interest on having a pet? Absolutely not. (laughs) I still wanted pets, except I wanted the kind that required least effort. Now I have less time to spare, so I got a fish. I think this happened when I was actually in high school. Because I was so obsessed with the color orange, I bought an orange fish. Before you assume, no, it was not a goldfish. I just can't remember the name, but it was really pretty. It looked very tropical. So I tried to decorate the tank, but my fish still seemed a little bit lonely. So I decided to add some roommates for her. Well, let's just say that it turned out exactly like how finding a roommate in college would be. It didn't turn out so great. In fact, it was horror movie material. I added a small frog and a tiny shrimp. And one evening when I walked by my sink to go to the restroom, I discovered a crime scene where my shrimp was devoured in half and the body was laying on the rocks. And then one of his little limp with the clamp was still dangling from my frog's mouth. My frog ate the shrimp. And eventually, my frog and my fish started fighting too. And things just got really ugly. Basically, the same thing applied to this scenario as well. And it ended that way. And finally, that was when I was traumatized enough by my bad luck and lack of experience. So I stopped having pets completely until I met my cat, Milk Tea, at an animal shelter when I was in college. But that's another story told on my previous podcast, Milk Tea's Legacy. It's definitely not as terrifying as all of these stories combined, but it's still a little sweet and sour, so bring your spicy nuggets because you might tear up a little dipping into that story. If you made it this far, I can't believe you stuck around because I'm already very disappointed in myself retelling these stories, but by now you probably understand why my mom calls me quote-unquote animal killer. Though it was not my intention for my pets to suffer the way they did, I think they're common mistakes that new and young pet owners will often make. We might get something to fill a void, to distract ourselves from feeling lonely, but we have to consider this more seriously. 
Prepare yourself on what you will have to do as a caregiver of another life. It was something that I didn't consider, given my young age, and but that's not an excuse. And look at all the mistakes I've made in the past. I only hope you and your pets will make lasting memories and become lifelong buddies through the bridging of your fateful meetings. I'm putting my dark histories in the open so others won't follow my suit and fall into the same loop. Thank you for sharing your time with me while I share my stories. This is the fourth episode of Lactose Intolerant, and I will see you next week.